Welcome, everyone, to Chronicles of the End Times. I'm Russ Scalzo, and we're happy to have you with us today as we look at our next topic in our podcast series, America, Israel, or Babylon, or somewhere in between. It's important for us to know where we live. It's important for us to know how we are supposed to react and respond to the society that we live in. There are many Christians who say that America is the new Israel. Uh, We've been founded on Christian beliefs by our forefathers, and that we are a Christian nation, that Israel is no longer in the mix, and that God has rejected them. And we need to be very careful when we start talking like this. On this podcast today, we are going to define where we are as Christians living in this world and how we should react uh, to a society around us. And we can see that today's society is pulling away fast from godly principles. And some may argue, well, we're in a post-Christian country now. Well, I argue the fact that we were ever a Christian, quote, nation. It can't be denied that some of our forefathers were influenced by Christianity and by the Bible, and thank God for it. And I thank God for our nation every day. But God only called one nation, and that was Israel. And beyond that, he calls people, individuals. He calls out all over the world. That's the way God is, and that's what's so amazingly awesome about him. And so, although we see society pulling away and we see these things happening in the world, these are part of the last days. These are part of what's going to transpire. And as we look at Bible prophecy, especially concerning the last days, we must remember that it's like a train track. There's two rails. They're parallel to one another. They're racing alongside one another. And one is the world system and how it's headed and what is prophesied about the world system heading towards the Antichrist and heading towards Armageddon and what God's going to accomplish there. And on the other side is what he's going to do through his church and through Israel and through the two prophets and through the Spirit of God, what he's going to do on the positive side. So see, they run neck and neck together. And if we confuse one with the other or rate one higher than the other, this is where we run into trouble. But certainly, in these days, America is not the new Israel. And we have Scripture to back it up. God made a covenant with Israel, and he's going to stick to it. Aren't you glad that God keeps his promises? In Jeremiah 33, uh, verse 20, it says, This is what the Lord says. If you can break my covenant with day and my covenant with night, so that day and night no longer come at their appointed time, then my covenant with David, my servant, and my covenant with the Levites, who are priests ministering before me, can be broken, and David will no longer have a descendant to reign on his throne. So we know for sure, the scripture is clear, God has made promises to Israel just like he's made promises to us, and we have touched on it uh, in other podcasts, but it's uh, important for us to underline it uh, today as we look um, to this subject, America, Israel, or Babylon, and as we understand what our place is in this world. You know, we're not here to make people moral. 
You know, we're here to testify to the light of Jesus Christ, to share the love of God through the ministry of reconciliation that Paul talks about in Romans. We have this ministry to reconcile lost people to God after he has done the same for us. We've experienced this grace. And it's important for us to understand what our mission is. In a new book, Standing for Christ in Modern Babylon uh, by Marvin Olasky. Uh, he's the editor-in-chief uh, of the World Magazine. Some of you may be familiar with World Magazine. Uh, in this book, he refers to America as a liberty theme park. And it's a, it sounds a little comical, possibly, but um, he goes on to say that, you know, America has become this place that people want to come to for great opportunities uh, and an awesome experience of liberty. And it's like we have kind of licensed almost everything uh, using our liberty uh, really in in a way that God never designed us to use our liberty, but almost as anything goes policy to some degree. And so he calls it Liberty Theme Park. But in the midst of this, you know, we are not going to be in a place where we're going to change the world system. God has not put us in in here on this earth to change the world system. There are those that believe, actually believe, that we're in the millennial reign at this present time, that uh, the Christians of the world is can continue to grow, and it's going to be this great movement of God, and we're going to usher in uh, the kingdom of Jesus Christ, uh, which is so far into Scripture. It's uh, amazing what people will believe, uh, not knowing the full truth. The full truth is that we are sojourners here. We are aliens. Uh, we are not part of this world in that sense. We have become Christians. We have become part of the kingdom of God. So we are a a nation within a nation. And it's important for us to realize, uh, as he points out also in in this book, which I do recommend, um, that in this society, it's better to add than subtract. Uh, What he's saying is that it's important for us to add to society, to not always uh, react negatively to everything. It's funny to me that Christians are always so shocked about what the world does. I mean, this is what we do, right? I mean, this is what I did before I knew the Lord. Uh, I did stuff that was displeasing to God many, many times. I acted inappropriately and this is where I was. I was in the world before I got saved. And so the people around us, we shouldn't go, oh, look at that. Look what's happening here. You know, it's to be expected. They're in the world. They're in the world system. They have not yet had their hearts uh, regenerated. They have not become born again. They have not been born of spirit. The shock shouldn't be there. The shock should be within the church. You know, the shock should be like, wow, uh, I can't believe that's going on in the church because the Scripture is clear uh, that judgment's going to begin with the house of God. So we need to clean our act up 
uh, rather than look at the world and trying to clean their act up. Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 9 and 10, he says, I have written you in my letter not to associate with sexually immoral people, not at all meaning the people of this world who are immoral or greedy or swindlers or idolaters. In that case, you would have to leave this world. Well, he's saying, I'm telling you to dissociate yourself with people who say they're Christians who act this way, contrary to the Word of God. Because it's why? Because it gives God a bad name. It it gives the church a bad name. It gives people who follow Christ a bad name. And more importantly, it hinders the work of God. Uh, so Paul's saying, you know what? I'm not telling you to you'd have to uh, go get a cabin off in the woods somewhere and hide. He said, because in that case, you'd have to leave this world in order to get away from these people. And in reality, Jesus said that you are the light of the world, and I'm the light of the world. And in John 17, 18, he says, as you sent me into the world, talking about his father, I have sent them into the world. And so this is our goal. This is our mission is that Jesus has sent us into the world to be a light and salt around us. So how do we deal with this situation? We're in this immoral society. That we're in this, this country which is closer to Babylon than it is Israel. Well, let's look at Jeremiah 29, 4 through 11. Here Jeremiah is talking to the people. God is speaking through Jeremiah about their captivity in Babylon. This is what he says. This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says to all those I carried into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. Build houses, settle down, plant gardens, eat what they produce, marry and have sons and daughters. Find wives for your sons and give daughters in marriage so they too may have sons and daughters. Increase in number there, do not decrease. Also seek the peace and the prosperity of the city to which I carried you off to. Pray to the Lord for it, because if it prospers, you will prosper. Though we're not in captivity, and we are free because of Jesus Christ, yet we are strangers in a foreign land once we get saved, because our nation is the nation of God. And so it's very interesting that the Lord speaks to Jeremiah and says, Look, do not decrease, but increase in number. We should be giving our children the proper truth. We should be raising godly children, godly offspring that can continue to work, that can continue to glorify God. And they don't have to come to maturity to glorify God. Many of you have seen it. I've seen it myself and my own children, where as soon as they're old enough, if they love the Lord, they're sometimes a more powerful witness than we are even as adults. That lines right up with what the New Testament teaches. In 1 Peter chapter 2, 11 through 16, Peter says, Dear friends, I urge you as aliens and strangers in the world to abstain from sinful desires which war against your soul. Live such good lives among the pagans, among the unbelievers, that though they accuse you of doing wrong, they may see your good deeds and glorify God. 
Submit yourselves for the Lord's sake to every authority instituted among men, whether to the king as supreme authority or to governors who are sent by him to punish those who do wrong, to commend those who do right. For it is God's will that by doing good you should silence the ignorant talk of foolish men. And so whatever job you have, whatever vocation that God has given you, whether you're a mason and you're pouring concrete or you're working in an office or you're in the arts, singing, dancing, acting, whatever you do, do it as unto the Lord and be a witness. You can be a part of this world as far as making it a better place, but yet we're not going to change this world into the kingdom of God. That's not scriptural. The scriptural pattern is we are strangers and sojourners in this world, and we are part of another kingdom, a kingdom that is yet to come. And so we're here in this society not to point our fingers at people and say, you dirty, filthy sinners, I can't believe you're saying this or doing this now. That should not shock us. But what we should do is make sure that our lives are running like they're supposed to so we can be a good witness for Christ, that we can win people over with love. And instead of throwing negativity back at people, let's make positive statements. And so if somebody says, well, this certain lifestyle is really good lifestyle and uh, we all need to accept it, well, instead of growling back at them, maybe we should display how a godly relationship or a godly lifestyle benefits not only the family, but benefits the entire nation. And let's try to win people over with those positive statements because God wants to reach them with love and pounding them on the head is not going to get them into the kingdom of God. Although there are times we all feel like, what is going on? And I feel like that many times myself. But then the Holy Spirit will tell me, win them over with love. Show them what I'm like. And don't pound them over the head with what they already know, is that they're away from me, but draw them close to me. This is Russ Gals of Chronicles of the End Times. Thanks so much for listening. This coming Sunday at 9 a.m., I will be teaching at Searchlight Church, Living and Succeeding in Babylon. If you can join me, I welcome you to come and uh, sit down and have a little discussion about these issues. And also, there are now show notes of the podcast on End Time View. God bless.